everybody it is time for the interstate of music podcast i'm your host jeff peterson and i've got neil Saren available to this podcast because i want to know more about you know this whole like all right so i don't sleep great all right at all not at all and uh i i kind of came across neil and wanted to kind of get more into the concept of what sona is all about and he's the co-founder and ceo so i want to bring neil to the podcast neil welcome to the interstate of music podcast thanks for having me jeff it's great to be here so tell me a little bit about sona um just off off the top and then we'll get deeper into it but the concept of what Sona is, what is it doing? Uh, like, what is the product concept of Sona? Yeah, absolutely. So we are a research-based music therapy app for anxiety. All of our music's been scientifically tested to increase your alpha brainwave activity to help you relax. Um, and we produce all of it in-house with Grammy-winning producers and engineers. Uh, that basically makes this music with a music composition process that we've developed ourselves. This is um, so cool. I'm already blown away. So this is, this is why I love not like doing a ton of deep research on my guests because I love the feeling of getting blown away right in front of the person that I'm talking to. What in the world got you into this like realm of business? I mean, this is not some. Did you used to have sleep issues, or did you like just say, "Man, there's a lot of people that have anxiety, sleep issues, just the 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 relaxation aspect of life," and you looked at it as a great business opportunity, or as the hair club for men says, sometimes I'm I'm also a client. Like, were you a person that ran through these issues, and there just wasn't anything out there? What brought it to the surface? That's a great question. Um... So I'm a music producer, that's my background, um, but I'm also a meditator. So I, I started meditating back in 2010, learning transcendental meditation, and it helped me a lot with my own anxiety, right? And it also helped improve my focus, uh, better sleep. I, and I experienced, I just had such a great experience with meditation, but realized that it takes time, dedication, practice, and even money to achieve meaningful benefits with it. So the music producer and me said, listen, how can we lower the barrier to entry for more people to experience these benefits? And what's easier than listening to music, right? So how Dude, I'm totally down. I'm downloading your app, like literally tonight. I'm, I'm all in on That's this enough. because I am, so I, I, I never think of myself as a person that has anxiety. The, the word anxiety has so many, I mean, it, it's all over the place is what it means to individuals. So like, but I just, my, I can't shut my brain off. Like I just can't yep. shut it down. I'm constantly spinning and thinking of ideas and thoughts and something that happened at work and what, what, what we've got to do about it and what's next and the exciting things, the struggle, you know, the struggles, all of it. And I just can't find a way to shut it off. I find myself, you know what my meditation is when I get home, I turn on like Netflix and watch mindless TV it's like, it's like, I just want to try to get away from it. And I use like binging just ridiculously low end TV to try to get my, my head someplace else. I'll watch more HGTV Bahamas life that just to try to like get me away from it. So it's probably the early stages and concept of, of what you've kind of de developed. That's a little bit more precise. 
No, listen, you know, just like anxiety has so many different definitions, I think yeah. so does meditation, right? Totally. You know, there's different types of meditation practices. And with us, you know, what we found with our music, right, is that just like when you're doing a focus-based meditation, right, which could be a mantra meditation, you're basically repeating a mantra over and over again in your mind slowly, right? Um, so is, uh, let, me, of, let me, let me, let me, let me stop. Is that kind of where the om om type of meditation when you say saying the same thing it, where what kind of meditation is that because i think a lot of people if they don't meditate they immediately kind of go to that kind of cross leg kind of you know that thing what's that that i just kind of described what is that considered i mean you know that's that's more of a chant um and, and a kind of a, a <laughs> so verbal totally, so totally it, not it, right it, it, but it could be a mantra as well okay if you repeat okay. it in a certain way um, but, but yeah, I mean, the main thing that we found, right, is that if you're using a mantra over and over and again, right, that allows your mind to anchor itself, right, which then allows your brain to go from a beta kind of waking state that we're currently in to a slower brainwave state of alpha. Uh, and if you do it for long enough, eventually, you know, theta and in different types of brain states. Um, but really, if you go from a beta waking state to an alpha state, alpha is known as a relaxed, uh, calm uh, state of mind. I mean, you're okay. All right. You're a music producer by like this. You said you're a music producer. Okay. So this all this other stuff that you're talking about right now is like super high level, like brainwave stuff. Like, did you like, okay, what did you did you go to college? What did you go to college for? Where where did all of this extra thinking and philosophy, where did this, where did that come from? You know, listen, first of all, I'm no neuroscientist and I'm no expert in neuroscience. I think we're very fortunate to have great advisors on, on our, you know, on our company and board, uh, you know, the head of neuroscience at UC Berkeley, oh, geez, uh, the yeah. head of uh, science and research at Nielsen. Um, so I've learned these things by working with them. By no means am I you know, trained expert in it by any means. I went to uh, University of Miami for college, studied entrepreneurship, and minored in music industry. So um, yeah, just kind of combining left and right brain. Did you always did you always look at yourself as being in the music industry, or some? Because being a music producer, I mean, the entrepreneurship side, obviously, that's where you get to that whole like founding being a co-founder of a business or a founder of a business because you you have the drive to come up with a product a service something and 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 be responsible and accountable to yourself for taking it and turning it into a career that's that entrepreneurial kind of energy so you ha you clearly had that because if you go to college and you like check that box that you're going to major in that you feel something inside you the music minor side of things was that because that was just a passion? It was kind of cool and you knew you needed a minor and you had to fill it out? Or did you know that you wanted to be entrepreneurial within the music category? Yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> um, you know, my first job, my first internship I ever had was at Polydor Records in the UK as an A&R intern. So um, cool. And yeah, I was 16 years old. And honestly, since then, I knew I wanted to be an A&R and just go into artist development. Um, and then started producing music when I was 16, 
playing piano and composing music when I was, you know, five years old, but started composing when I was around 11. So yeah, I mean, like anything, right, Jeff, it's a journey and you kind of learn things as you go. Yeah. In college, I didn't really know, like, you know, how entrepreneurship and music would kind of coalesce and come together. But um, yeah, over the years, you know, I, before starting Sona, I was the head of A&R at Geo Sabin, which is a South Asian music streaming company, kind of like the, the Indian version of Spotify. Okay. Uh, and there I started and uh, helped start an in-house record label, uh, basically dedicated to empowering South Asian artists. So uh, it's funny how, you know, the things you study, the things you're passionate about early on kind of come and manifest in different different ways later in life. It, it is amazing because like those are cool. It's It seems to me like wherever you've gone, whatever you've done, you've taken what they probably hired you for and then put your spin on it. Like, it's like, yeah, that's cool, but what if? And, and it seems like that's kind of everything that you're talking about, like, oh, we did this, we started that, and then it turned into this. It kind of has that energy to it. Is that is that kind of like where it got you to start to realize what music was in your life and what it meant to you, what triggered that to turn into Sona? I think Sona was, was really, again, about just the simplicity around how can we help more people achieve meditative benefits, right? But without having to learn how to meditate, right? Like, how can we make it as easy as putting on Netflix and, you know, watching just mindless television right yep. that was that in itself was really the the initial inspiration point for me personally and you know also from a music industry standpoint you know looking at the restorative music industry right or the yeah the therapeutic music industry if you will right and you know we are so focused on you know winning grammys or getting a single that's at the top of the charts right yeah. But we know that sound has healing properties, right? Yeah. And so how can we, as music industry professionals, apply our skill sets to the restorative music industry and develop that? And for and, and let me just, I'm going to break this down just in a really, really poor way because that's, I mean, that's where my intelligence level is on the topic. But I don't know that music, I don't have enough like science behind it and I haven't read anything that says music is has healing powers, but I'll tell you one thing that everybody knows music can change your mood. Now, whether it's yeah. healing something, I think everybody can sit there and jump all in on the fact that music can change your mood. It can enhance your mood. It can take you to a different mood that you want to be in. If like you want to go out and have fun, you start cranking eighties rock because obviously eighties rock is the best, but, uh, but that's, that's what music is to everybody in their life. In some way, they've got certain styles, genres of music that bring them to a different place, help them with their mood the healing power stuff is way beyond me. And if you say that's a thing, I'm all in because I'm all in on you right now, because this is, this is so, I love what it's doing. Did you, when did you start caring about the fact that you could be a little bit more precise about the music and about whether it's frequencies of the music or the certain sound levels or the certain styles or the different beats, whatever it is, when did you start saying that's where the magic happens? Yeah, so 
So this is a great segue into the research that we conducted. So yeah. basically in 2015, I started working on a music composition process. That's a series of composing and sound mixing techniques that when you bring them together, they have this anti-anxiety effect on the listener. Um, it was really a trial and error process. It took me around four years to develop, um, working with um, Warren Riker, who's a three-time Grammy-winning engineer. And you know he mixed all of my initial records and we kind of collaborated on it together. Um, but at that time, you know, we were just listening to this music. Like I was right. listening to this music and I felt like I just had a meditation session, but I was just listening to music. Yep. And I was having that effect on my friends and my family as well. We didn't have any research. We didn't have, you know- You didn't have the science. You had what I was just talking about. You had music changing people's mood, energy, like whether it's, you know, raising the energy level or bringing the energy level down. You had that just in your group that you're like, wait a second, onto something. Well, this is what's interesting is so when we started conducting the research, we just knew that it was having this this restorative effect on us, right? right? Sure. And the, the feeling around the music, but there was no science backing it at that time. The first study we did was with Nielsen and basically half of the participants listened to our music for 10 minutes and the other half listened to relaxing folk pop music. And um, basically we had them hooked up to an EEG. So we could, it was basically a, a brain scan. Yeah, right. And we monitored sure. their brain waves. And after the participants listened to the music, they were given an open survey question. The first question asked on a scale from one to 10, how much less stress do you feel? With our music, there was a 23% reduction in reported stress levels in our group. Okay. But in the control, the relaxing folk pop music, there was also a reported reduction in stress. So music Where just overall is a plus, but yours was a little bit more on the reduction. Well, what's interesting is, so that's the reported questionnaire answers, right? Yeah. But if you look at the EEG and the brain scan, the results were inverse. So with our music, you saw a significant increase in alpha brainwave, like we spoke about a relaxed and calm state. But in the control group, the results, it was a significant decrease in alpha shown by an increase in beta, which is more attention and focus. So to your point, yes, when you're listening to 80s rock, absolutely, you'll get emotionally influenced, right? right? But what we showed with our music is that it actually had a restorative effect on the brain by uh, increasing alpha brainwave activity. Wow. I mean, like legitimately, that's just like, that's just wow. Because uh, you, uh, music is so important in every shape and form and, and the whole thing. And it means so much in, in our history of who we are and our communities and in our friend groups and in all the rest of it. And to turn that into something that's got um, research behind it, the people that you're talking about, the education behind it, the concern, the care, and, and kind of a go forward plan on how do we get this into, you know, more people's hands so that we can kind of see where it goes. So you start to compose and you want it to be um, more scientific on the way that you're composing and producing the music for certain purposes. Why an, so why an app? Why not just through the the world of therapists music therapy why an app 
That's a great question. Um, so the beauty about our business model is we own the music. So we actually own the IP. So we're able to do both. So we're able to have an app and have a subscription-based service, but we're also able to license that music, right? To other apps, film, TV, video games, and more. So it's really about having an effective and a consistent product, right? Yep. Our music and being able to distribute that, whether that's through Sona, the app or other applications. So I'm, okay, so I download the app, which I'm going to be doing tonight. How, how simplistic did you have to make this app? Because here's the thing. If you're trying to fight anxiety, your app has to be really easy to work and jump right in on right away because you don't want people like, I don't get it. I don't get it. How much did you have to put into that customer experience of first downloading that app? I bet it was a lot of thought that went into that. Yeah, no, you know, simplicity is the key to brilliance. You know, we yes. always say that internally as a company and we're like, so how can we make this? How can we make the listener not think? What can we do to make it as automated yes, and intuitive please. as possible, right? <laughs> right? So yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be I'll be honest. We 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 looked at Shazam, you know, uh, we looked at Shazam. We were like, okay, this is such a simple. You hit a button. You you want to know what a song is, right? You hit the Shazam button. It tells you what it is. We wanted yeah. to kind of create a similar experience, which is, I have anxiety. I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling stressed. Can't sleep. Let me hit a button. And have the you know listen to music that can help me do so. Yep. So when I go into this app, not specifically knowing, okay, because if you're putting it in an app form, I'm going to download this thing tonight, and I haven't talked to a therapist, a doctor, I haven't talked to anybody to even know if I actually have anxiety or if I just keep, couldn't handle a day or like I'm going into this app completely blind as far as what I really actually need to listen to, how long to listen to it. I'm going in blind, all right? So right. when I go into your app, what is my, what is it going to say to me where I'm, am I going to kind of, are you going to ask me some questions? Kind of give me what that is before I like hit play, earbuds in. Do you suggest wearing headphones or earbuds versus just playing it through the speakers of the phone, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, you you kind of summed up the onboarding experience there with, <laughs> with all those different you know points you mentioned. But yeah, it basically prompts once you create an account. It basically prompts you to say, um, you know, fill out a survey of how are you feeling right now. Um, I'll give you a sneak preview as well of our, a new uh, update that we're going to be pushing out soon. So we're gonna, actually going to introduce an anxiety questionnaire into the onboarding process. Um, as well. So it can be more specific around the types of music that we curate and recommend for the listener. Um, but basically, as, is, as it is, as it stands right now, you fill out a survey and based on that questionnaire answer, Sona then recommends music based on your answers and also takes, uh, takes into account time of day and over time, your listening behavior and habits. Do you, do you have enough music for me, for all the varieties of, of anxiety, stress, meditation, aspects of what you want for different reasons and all this kind of stuff, do you feel as though you've got enough music right now for me to have enough, let me just say variety, if I'm going to use this on a regular basis, what's that challenge like? Yeah, we, we've produced over 15 hours of music 
And really what the, what the main um, underlying component of the music is, right, is that this music is designed to yield entrainment. So if you Google neural entrainment or brainwave entrainment, that's the process, that's the scientific effect that's, or the neurological effect that's happening when you listen to this music. So through consistent repetition of frequency range and rhythm, right, it allows you to downshift your uh, beta brainwave to an alpha brainwave state, right? So, so I, I have to, I have to go into this that I'm not necessarily having to be entertained by the variety of music. I'm having to get my mind straight that this music, this the tones, all all of that that you've put into it. If I do it and use the same music for a period of time. It is yeah. also training my brain waves how to and relax, <laughs> right? Type of bring me to yeah. a place of peace. Um, I that makes perfect sense to me. I don't yeah, know why, I'm but it does. You say that it's yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> what we want to do is you know you could entrain your brain wave with a, a pulsating sine wave. You know, uh, you could do it with a single tone. But it's not who wants to listen to that no ultimately way. at the end of the day. So no. what we want to do is work with curated composers, Grammy-winning producers, engineers, and create music that you can listen to passively. So you don't have to have headphones. I personally listen to Sona just on my iPhone when I wake up in the morning, sometimes before I go to sleep. And it's a passive experience. But like you said, you have it on. You can be listening to it actively if you want. But you can have it on the background as you're cooking, as you're doing chores, as you're, you know, working, whatever it is, and it'll just put you in that that flow state, if you will. So you are uh, okay. I didn't. I wasn't catching that part of of where this was going to go. I thought it was going to be like, okay, when you first wake up, this is like you need to have seven minutes of time to yourself. So put yourself in a place without distraction. You're basically the way I'm hearing it now, which that's your typical like meditation. Like you think of when people are meditating, they need kind of no distraction, find peace, no bright light, kind of have a place to themselves, be able to, you know, separate. This is a little bit more, let your brain hear it and do its work. It's going to anyways. So as long as you're not doing anything that is stressful while you're doing, listening to the music, is that kind of basically just put yourself in a not crazy, hectic situation and play the music and, and you're going to be okay. You're going to be better off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't jump rope and listen to it, you know. Right. Or, you know, That's what I mean. Run on the treadmill. But yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, and it's, it's designed for the listener to use it in a way that works for them. You know, who are we to say you need to use it this way? Yeah, there might be, you know, recommend listening for at least 15 minutes when you first sure. try. I think sure. some sometimes people put it put it on, right? And they think, oh, it's been a minute. Why am I not feeling, you know, yes. sedated right now? Right. But I think the main thing is that we want, um, yeah, it takes time just like anything. So I'd say at least 10 minutes to listen and kind of, you know, as an initial experience. Um, but we really want users to use it however they want to. And yeah, again, we are focused on being uh, an adjunctive treatment or therapy for anxiety. Um, that's our goal and that's our aim. 
Um, and we're actually in the process of getting FDA approval. So that's, uh, that's what our, our North Star is. And so yep. we're conducting this reach research and conducting clinical trials to basically achieve that. But with that said, um, although we're anchored in anxiety if, as a focus, we also want to say, hey, if you're a yoga enthusiast or, right. you know, you're a chef or uh, yes. whatever yeah. it is, you know, you like to go hiking, um, you can also use it for those purposes as well. I, I love the fact that you've basically realized the society we live in uh, for every person in it. It doesn't necessarily have uh, the moment of t the perfect time to meditate, the perfect time to break away from it all, the perfect, because isn't that really where some of this anxiety is coming from is just the overabundant, you know, everything flying at us world we live in where we're stuck to our smartphones and staring at a computer screen and everything's at us nonstop. Um, I, I love the fact that you've taken something that you know works and you've let it play itself out to the way the user wants to digest it and, and put it out there saying, Hey, you can do it any way you want to. Here's some recommendations, but Hey, if it doesn't fit in your world that way perfectly, then just try it while you're, you know, sitting there, you know, playing with your dog, you know, it's like, or, or, or cooking fajitas. It doesn't like, it doesn't have to fit the way you're saying it needs to fit. Um, and I think that's where society really is nowadays. It's like, it's gotta just fit somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like, yeah, the fact that it's a passive experience, right? Sometimes people have asked, oh, what's the difference between Sona and binaural beats, right? Like, you know, you don't have to have headphones, right? It's a passive experience. Yeah. And yeah, we live in an on-demand culture these days, yes. right? So yeah. you want everything to be personalized to us. And I couldn't agree with you more. So. What before I kind of let you go here, how long are you finding that you say that first kind of listening experience, 10 minutes ish, whatever. But the reality is like, how long if I start this tonight, Neil, uh, how long is it going to in concept? This isn't an exact science because of everything that's going on in my head and you don't know what's going on in my head. How long do you think it's going to take? a Jeff Peterson to do this on a, on a daily basis to actually two weeks from now, am I going to notice anything or is this three months from now? Like what is some of the research behind that? Yeah. So actually there was a research paper published that showed that within eight minutes, we're talking about music and mood yep. that it takes around eight minutes for music to shift someone's mood state roughly right around that time. So that's kind of where we come up with say 10 to 15 minutes for a, you know, intro listening period. Sure. If you are severely stressed or you have severe anxiety, I'd recommend listening more. Um, you know, when they teach you transcendental meditation, they say 20 minutes twice a day, right? Okay. So I think as long as you're in that ballpark of, I'd say 10 to 20 minutes for one session, you do that once a day for a week, um, we should, you know, we should hop on another call and, and I'd love to get your feedback. Dude, I'm all about it. And I am downloading it tonight and I am going to do this. And I'm not a person that would necessarily jump in, but it's, it's you that is basically, I trust you that this is, you're so passionate about it and you've, you've got a different twist on it because you are taking your 
you know, personally composed and other people that you know that have, have composed the music for this and you've put the time into it. And I appreciate that. And that's, that's why I'm going to do it. And I'm guaranteed I'm downloading this app tonight. And Neil, I mean, such a pleasure to talk to you and get to know you and get to know what Sona's all about because you're just, I, I don't, I, this is the highest compliment. I, you're just a regular guy doing this. Oh, you come off such like, like such a regular guy, which is also why I'm downloading this app because sometimes you hear all of the, all the jargon, all the, this, and all the things that we're doing wrong and all the, the uh, all that stuff. It's so easy for me to know that this is worth a try. And I want everybody listening. This is not a sales pitch for Sona. This is just, hey, I will come back and I will let you know my experience and I'll put it out there and I'll be honest about it. Um, and I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate that you, that uh, your level of give a shit for other people's moods and anxiety has turned into something uh, of, a, of a career and a path and a journey for you. And thanks for putting the time into it. Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. It's been a pleasure. Really enjoyed this. Would love to get your feedback on the app. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. Thank you so much. I'm all in, everybody. Download the app. It's Sona. Neil, appreciate it. You've been part of the Interstate of Music podcast. This is Jeff Peterson, your host. And we'll finish it off with Peterson out. Peterson out.